Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. was right. There is a new leader of the Iowa Democrat Party. Craig Robinson called it uh, right after uh, the caucus fiasco, uh, right uh, not long after we got uh, off uh, the phone uh, on the show uh, earlier, well, well, geez, a couple of weeks ago now. It would have been the fourth that we had uh, Craig Robinson on. Uh, we bring this up, uh, the Nevada caucus coming up at the end of the week. And uh, there is still some issues within the, uh, well, the Iowa Democrat Party, uh, as far as them moving ahead, have locked arms. Now, what does that mean for the rest of the state? Uh, we'll get into that uh, on the back half of the show. And what does it mean for the caucuses moving forward in four years? Good morning. Welcome to the Monday edition of the News Roundtable. My name is Quaid. Uh, I'm joined in studio by Steve Bolt, pressing uh, all the buttons, and Scott Hardy, in with all the latest from the WTAD newsroom on this Monday morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Quaid. Good morning, everybody, and thank you for showing me that picture, and say hi to Yukon Cornelius for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> I told him he looked like uh, Sean Connery's Captain Ramius from Hunt for Red October, and I got chastised for that. For people going, don't tell him that. Do not tell him that. Yeah, because he'll embrace it and move on. Yukon Cornelius's beard was magnificent, but it was red. That well, okay, yeah, you you've definitely got a point there about Captain Ramius, and let's hope that wherever he's at, that some things in his place do not rack well to bullets. <laughs> on this President's Day, Quincy City Hall is closed in observance of the holiday. City says it will reopen tomorrow for regular business hours. Central Services is closed today. No garbage and recycling pickup either. Garbage and recycling will be picked up tomorrow for both Monday and to, and tomorrow. City buses are running today on their regular schedules. The, city Quince, the Quincy City Council meeting will be held tomorrow night at 7 in council chambers. Most of the government buildings are also closed today, including both the Adams and Marion County Courthouses and Hannibal City Hall. Trailer House on East Reed Street in Edina, Edina caught fire this morning. That's according to the Edina Sentinels reporting that the firefighters were called around 2.30 this morning. The home's owner was out of town at the time. No one was hurt. No word on a cause of the blaze. Multiple volunteer fire agencies had to be called out to a large blaze at Cardwell Lumber in rural Knox County Sunday morning. That happened around 6 a.m. According to the Edina Sentinel, the building housed the Cardwell Lumber Stave Mill. It'll have to be rebuilt before operations can resume. That facility holds about two, has about 200 employees. Cardwell Lumber is about five miles south of Edina. No one was in the building at the time of the fire. The cause of that blaze is also still unknown. Emergency responders in Keokuk were called out to a report of a pedestrian versus car accident Sunday night. Keokuk firefighters say that they were called around 1045 at the intersection of Main and South 5th Streets. One person was hurt and taken to Keokuk Area Hospital. Emergency responders say they found no car or any other injuries on scene. Crews were on the scene for about an hour. 
Madison, Missouri motorist was injured Sunday morning when he ran his pickup truck into an embankment, according to the Missouri State Highway Patrol. That crash happened on Missouri 151, just south of Madison, around 10 a.m. in Monroe County. According to the patrol, 79-year-old Donald Thomas ran his pickup off the pavement of 151 and hit that embankment. He was rushed to a Mexico, Missouri hospital with moderate injuries. Two people were seriously hurt after their vehicles collided head-on at the crest of a hill on a Lewis County Road Saturday afternoon. According to the Missouri State Highway Patrol, 48-year-old Cecil Smith of Ewing and 43-year-old Aaron Lay of Lewistown were both seriously hurt. A three-year-old girl in Lay's pickup was also moderately injured. All three were taken to Blessing Hospital for treatment of their injuries. Northeast Missouri man has pleaded guilty to possession of a controlled substance. The Lewis County Sheriff's Office says 44-year-old Clayton Wainwright of LaBelle pled guilty to a Class D felony of possession of a controlled substance. That was in that was in connection with an August 2017 incident in LaBelle. That's where officers say they found Wainwright possessing meth. He was sentenced to five years in the Missouri Department of Corrections, but that sentence was suspended. He's also been put on five years probation as well. He had previously been convicted on numerous felonies and had served a prior sentence in Missouri. And coming up this Thursday, some Quincy High students will experience what it's like to be on the television show Shark Tank. Thursday afternoon at 1.30, three teams of aspiring entrepreneurs caught, taught by Justin Sievert will present their business plans to a panel of community experts in the community room of People's Prosperity Bank. Three top-scoring teams will get funding to start their businesses. Quincy High says that as part of their strategic goals to offer competency and experiential-based learning, Principal Jody Steinke and Siever talked with the bank and convinced them to expand their current financial scholars program. The goal is to bring what a press release calls, quote, real-world entrepreneurship to the classroom, end quote. Community Bank President Jenna Hattie presented methods to the students of creating business plans as well as requirements for getting a loan package for the proposed businesses. The classes have been broken into groups of three to four students. Each group has prepared a business plan and presentation. Sievert will identify the top three teams based on written business plan requirements. Those three teams will then compete Thursday afternoon where they'll each be awarded up to $250 to start their businesses. The judging panel consists of Quincy City Treasurer Linda Moore, John Wood Community College Dean of Business Services and Institutional Effectiveness Josh Welker, Quincy Chamber of Commerce Board President Will Durier, and People's Prosperity Bank Vice President of Commercial Lending Kelly Stapaski. That is a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD, WTAD.com, and also on our social media pages, including both Twitter and Facebook. And one little annoyance, I mean, hmm? I'm glad I have it, a screensaver on my phone. It uh, has a feature to where if there's anything falling from the sky, it will show it to you on the screensaver. And what is falling from the sky? Right now it's rain. But oh, yeah. I... <laughs> I'm looking. Your phone lies. I am looking, and I do not see rain here in the district. Now, that does not mean that there is not any rain being reported at Quincy Regional Airport. Certainly. But here in the district. High and dry. High. Well, yes. And, and by the way, for those of you who uh, we're going to let you in on the, the inside joke, as the show was beginning, I had a, a picture of myself and a former co-host of a morning meeting with me, Sean Seacrease. Uh, we spent... Spent some quality time this past weekend in St. Louis at, uh, went to a Billikens game. And Sean has grown a thick old man white beard. And so that's, that was what the reaction was when Scott said, Yukon Cornelius. And I went, eh, I get it. 
but uh, Ramius, Captain Ramius. You know uh, what your Connery. You know what your ringtone should be for him now. What? One ping, one ping only, Vashili. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, we had a good time, by the way. Uh, and uh, I guess we could throw this in now. Uh, uh, a, do yourself a favor. Go down to a Billikens game. That was uh, a crowd. The, the good, good crowd. Uh, not a real stout opponent in LaSalle. Mm-hmm. But the the point was to to you know go to go to a Billikens game and join. Chaffetz is a nice uh, nice facility. Uh, Midtown is uh, really. Uh, experiencing, I wouldn't say a boom, but close to it, you know, with all the building that's going on between Midtown and Central West End. Nice. Uh, you've got the soccer park, which is going to be going in there between that Midtown area and the campus, Slew mm-hmm. Campus, and uh, Union Station, uh, further closer to uh, downtown. But the, the place where uh, Sean and I met up, down on Forest Park Avenue, I would highly recommend it to you. It's called Twisted Roots. And here's the thing. You know how when you travel outside of the Quincy Hannibal microplex. It seems, it seemed to me, for the last 20 years that I've lived here, wherever you go, there's always somebody from here that you're going to run into. Whether you know them or not, you be t- your back turned to them and all of a sudden, hey, what are you doing here? Yeah. So uh, we, we get into this place, Twisted Roots. I, again, I highly recommend it. They brew their own beer. Uh, it's a neighborhood uh, pub down there in Midtown. Fantastic. Uh, easy enough to get to off of Van Deventer. Um, and within walking distance of Chaffetz. Walk in. Sean's already got a, a cool one waiting for me uh, next to him at the at the bar. And we sit down and start talking. And he mentions that I'm from the, uh, the Metro East. And Sean's, like, throwing gang signs and stuff. East side. And turns out uh, a couple of the people behind the counter also born and raised... Uh, in in Belleville, and for the record, if you look at the back of my baseball card, that's where Quaid was was born. So we all Belleville Memorial high fived. But then, uh, Sean's like, yeah, but he lives in he lives in Quincy now. Oh, no. Turns out one of the uh, owners uh, is from Quincy. Grew up in uh, grew up in Quincy. Um, hang on, I got his name written down over here. Uh, Adam Patterson and his sister. I think his sister's name is Kelly. Met them both. Uh, they do a fantastic job. Had a good conversation about uh, what's going on here locally, uh, as far as uh, brew pubs and, and beer brewing. And we even talked about uh, Ghost Hollow Spirits and how that project is 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 slow. It's gonna it's gonna take a while, you know, to really get the uh, the stuff down. Did you shock them when you told them news that the Quincy School Board and the Quincy School District actually passed a referendum to build new schools? Were they, uh, were I, they shocked by I that? I did not, but they're back here enough that oh, you know, okay. family still lives here. It's not right. like they've completely abandoned the area. Okay. So they're they're back uh, regularly. It's not, you know, they're not estranged from uh, the Quincy Hannibal area. So you're yeah. saying they get a Melvin from time to time? I say that, okay. <laughs> I'm saying that when you go down to St. Louis, uh, make... Make it a point to stop into a place called the Twisted Roots uh, over near the SLU campus uh, on Forest Park, uh, I believe Boulevard, just off of Vandeventer. Uh, really easy enough to find. It's on a corner. Um, you'll see the signs. Easy parking. Is it a food and beverage place? Food and beverage, yes. Okay, cool. Yes, you can get. It's not a huge menu, but you can, yeah. get, something to, you can get something to eat there. Cool. And, and they're doing current work to open up uh, outdoor stuff on both upper and lower levels no fine nice. place and like i said you've nice. got you've got somebody local who's in charge there and will come out and have a good time with you you know they're not anchored to the uh to the to the to the back making stuff so 
uh, I encourage you to check it out when you go. There's there's the plug. And no, I did not get a free T-shirt out of the deal. <laughs> Next time. Uh, when we come back, I don't even know if they have T-shirts. When we come back, uh, the Iowa Democrat Party has made a move to uh, lose the person in charge, bring somebody new in, and try to forge a way forward. But will that work in regards to the DNC uh, when we're looking to four years from now? We'll recap what Craig Robinson said on these airwaves and what he and I texted about after he was on the show and what has transpired since when we come back on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Welcome back to the News Roundtable. Talk Radio 930 WTAD. It's 1022. Uh, a little less than a couple of weeks ago, we talked to the Iowa Republican Craig Robinson on these airwaves about all the chaos that went down during the uh, Iowa caucuses uh, earlier this month. Um, they still haven't finalized uh, everything in Iowa. There is a re-canvassing uh, going on, a partial, a partial re-canvass at the request of uh, the two candidates who actually showed the best on what the IDP has been able to show so far, and that being Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders and Pete Buttigieg. Uh, those campaigns are asking for various levels of re-canvassing, uh, and the Iowa Democrat Party says, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll make this happen for you. Uh, the Bernie Sanders campaign wants a re-canvass of 25 precincts and three satellite caucuses the Buttigieg campaign is asking for a re-canvas of 66 precincts and all of the satellite caucuses. Uh, the results, as you are aware, at least at this point in time, have shown that Buttigieg got the most uh, delegates, even though Bernie got the most raw votes at the uh, caucuses. So not surprising that there's been a, a an ask for a re-canvassing. After he was on the air with us, Texting back and forth with uh, Craig Robinson, he said somebody is going to have to resign or lose their position because of this at the IDP. And he was prescient in that sense because uh, late last week or mid middle of last week, uh, Troy Price uh, announced that he was going to be stepping down as the chairman of the Iowa Democrat Party. And then over the weekend, they put together a group and voted on a new chairman, uh, Mark Smith, who uh, has been the um, minority, Democrat minority party leader in the, uh, I, I believe, the House uh, in Iowa, yes, uh, is the new chair of the party. And I believe it's just on an interim basis. That doesn't mean that he couldn't uh, land it permanently. But after the election in November, they will uh, get together and votes, I think it says, yeah, within 90 days after the general in November on new officers for the Iowa Democrat Party. Uh, the new chairman, Mark Smith, said the first priority would be to traverse the state to speak with everyday Iowans and restore faith in the Iowa Democrat Party, which kind of sounds like there's been a teardown and this is the beginning of the rebuild, which right now, if you're Iowa... I think you kind of have to you have to do. I would encourage uh Smith to do this. When you're traversing and speaking with everyday Iowans, do more listening than selling. At this point in time, 
It's the best thing you can do for your party. Do some listening to this group. Don't tell them what you did wrong and what you're doing moving forward. Listen to what they have to say first and foremost. Take notes. Let them know that you understand that there are problems with how the Iowa Democrat Party is being perceived from within the party. Because you're going to have to heal those wounds first and foremost before you can start making the case to win people over outside of the Iowa Democrat Party. Uh, Smith says he also plans to make a strong and loud argument to the DNC that Iowa should remain first in the party's presidential nominating process. Now, you remember, I asked Craig about this when he was on the show, because every four years you hear a whole lot of moaning and groaning about uh, coastal uh, media personalities having to come to the middle of the country and get muddy in Iowa for a long time before first in the nation status caucus. Uh, we started talking about this process, geez, almost two years ago, when you had those first people start flying into Iowa to kind of test the waters to see if per perhaps they could put something together. A lot of those people from both coasts decided, eh, maybe not now. Maybe we can build something for the future. Some decided to get in and maybe didn't even make it all the way to caucus night, Bill de Blasio. Um, so there are, everybody's got their own different story, but the Iowa Democrat Party itself really needs to uh, solidify itself. If you remember, Craig Robinson uh, said that, no, 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 Iowa will remain first in the nation uh, when it comes to picking a presidential candidate. But I, I, I worry about this. You have the Iowa Democrat Party and the DNC right now uh, kind of button heads over who's to blame uh, for this uh, issue that has gone on in Iowa and still isn't 100% solved. Uh, the coasts, especially the Northeast Corridor, do not like having to deal with Iowa every few years, every cycle. Uh, they, they, don't, they, don't want, they don't romanticize Iowa the way they used to. There used to be this idea of, hey, man, it's a, it's a rite of passage to go to Iowa and campaign and do the full Grassley, although I'm sure it was called something else before Chuck Grassley came along when you stopped by all of the counties. That part isn't romanticized uh, anymore by the media following these candidates uh, around. Uh, they just don't want Iowa, period. If Iowa ends up at the back of the pack in the middle of a Super Tuesday-like thing, that would be fine with them. They would rather start out with, all right, if you're going to make us start off with New Hampshire, okay, at least that's closer to home. Would they rather have someplace like New York, California, New Jersey, Pennsylvania come first because it's within driving distance? Yeah. If, you had, if they had their druthers, that would probably be the case. Or... Maybe they want to get rowdy and do like a spring break in Florida. <laughs> Don't think that they wouldn't. Have, they might try and sound like a kid going, oh, it wouldn't be all of that, Dad. Yes, it would. We understand what your priorities are. And it wouldn't be in every four years. It would turn into a, you know, every couple of years just to take everybody's temperature in Florida. Watch for how this conversation evolves moving forward. Because obviously Iowa wants to keep that position as first in the nation status. I'm concerned about it because the DNC... Uh, is looking at this as an opportunity to perhaps unplug Iowa in its first-in-the-nation status and plug in a rotator. We've already talked about people saying that that's uh, what they're uh, wanting to do moving forward. Can Iowa hang on to that position 
as first in the nation and have it be romanticized further uh, moving forward. The DNC chairman, Tom Perez, uh, has criticized the IDP uh, about this, but he says, quote, further conversation about whether or not state parties should be running elections is also something we need to talk about moving forward. So should the DNC concentrate power further within their own ranks? That seems like a tough get. Does the DNC not trust state leaders, state to state, or is that just Iowa? Because they showed up with a dirty shirt to the caucuses. Uh, and the DNC, by the way, needs more consistent funding, or those state groups are still going to continue to hold more sway. I mean, if the DNC neuters the IDP's power uh, and influence, at least when it comes to the Iowa caucus, does that blunt the IDP within its own borders beyond that? That's the infighting and struggle that's going to happen mainly after November. The re-canvassing has begun. That's the Monday edition of the News Roundtable. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. You should be here, too. The News Roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10.06 a.m. on AM 930 WTAD. Podcast available online at WTAD.com.